Hey, this is Adam White. I'm the pastor of New Beginning Assembly of God, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today, and our hope and prayer is that this podcast inspires you, builds your faith, and lets you know that God cares and He loves you. Enjoy the message. Sorry about that. <laughs> Amen. I, I don't, to be honest, I don't have a a, a main scripture like I did with um, our mission and like I did with our vision um, because with the core values that we're going to go over, there's just so many and each one has a verse and has a scripture along with that. So, <laughs> so I just want to point that out. And, and before I say anything else and go on anymore, let me take a breath. <laughs> and I have to tell you, our BGMC total is seven hundred eighty-eight dollars and twenty-nine cent. Amen. Seven hundred eighty-eight dollars and twenty-nine cent. Oh, folks, that means that we are three months away <laughs> till the end of the month until we get that goal of a thousand dollars. Amen. I know we wrote in five hundred. But, oh, I like, I like surprises. Y'all know that about me. Oh, I like to give them a surprise and say, hey, y'all wrote down 500 but y'all gave 1000 Sure did. <laughs> Wait till next year when it's 5000 <laughs> Amen. Praise God forevermore. Amen. It is good. So I'm very pleased about that. Um, don't forget that next, or remember, remember, that next Sunday is BGMC Sunday. So if you have your loose change and coin and all of that, if you didn't bring it with you, bring it next Sunday, morning or night. Amen. We'll have our buddy barrel up here. The kids and Everett, of course, will hunt you down and get your coin from you. <laughs> Amen. Don't you worry about that. He will get it for you in the car or whatever. You just point him to the direction and he'll get it for you. Amen. And then, of course... Not this Wednesday, but the next Wednesday, we're starting our new series from Dr. David Jeremiah, Everything You Need. The book is coming out Tuesday. It's going to be a brand new book, brand spanking new. So you can order your book online, you can order it on the bookstore, you can get it through Amazon and have a digital copy on your phone or your tablet, that's what I do. But uh, I'm really excited about it from just the little bit that I've read and the little bit of all of that. So, amen, I'm excited to get into that book and feast on it. Amen? Amen. That's it. (laughs) Yes. Oh, BGMC. BGMC is Boys and Girls Mission challenge it's an arm of the assemblies of god where that money goes directly to missionaries who are in need of things like bgmc has purchased bikes bgmc has purchased vehicles bgmc has purchased different kind of things to help the gospel spread out with the gospel with missionaries that need something amen they need like some transportation or Something like that. They will supply that when they need that. So that's what... Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what we do is we set a goal in the, in the beginning of the year. We tell them, 
usually around March, and we tell them that this is what our goal is going to be for the year. They have a thing called March Madness, like the basketball. And what we do is they do a big, you want you to do a big thing on that month of March, and then throughout the whole year you can collect. So you have to tell them, hey, we're going to raise this amount of money for you. And then at the end of the year, we send it to them. <laughs> so, so that's what BGMC is. Amen? It's good. It's a good organization. It's good because we know where the money's going. And we know that it's going to the good people to spread the gospel. Amen? We might not be able to go to Tanzania and Asia and all these wonderful foreign countries, but us sending money is just like helping those people. It's just, and it's just like we're going out to help them. Amen? And so I just believe that they're, count, they're counted when we get to heaven. Amen? I can't wait when we get to heaven and all the money that we've given to missionaries. And then I just believe God's going to say, look at all these people. Because of your gift, of your giving... It helped save these. It helped save this, uh, save this country, this, this town, this whatever and whatever. I just believe that. Amen. I believe that it is counted. Amen. Just as much as the work as the missionary. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Amen. Whew. We talked a lot. And I'm going to tell you, this... I don't even know if we're, we're probably going to have to. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not going to hit all these today. <laughs> we'll be here forever. <laughs> amen. We might only hit on one of them. <laughs> amen. But amen. We're going to go through these. And it might, like I said, I, I've got three written down that I'm going to do. If I know we'll have to do it next Sunday night for these, if we go through those. If not, I'm just going to take our time. Amen. I'm not going to be in a rush and I'm not going to be in a hurry for them because I think it's important that we understand and we digest what all of this means. Amen. Because you can get yourself confused. I've got myself confused, to be honest. What's the mission? What's the vision? What's the this? What's the uh? I get confused. But amen. Well, we're going to help each other. (laughs) Amen. We talked about last, a couple Sundays ago, we talked about what our mission is. Amen? Our mission is to passionately proclaim at home and abroad in word and deed Jesus as Savior, baptizer in the Holy Ghost, healer and soon coming King. Amen? Our mission of the church is the DNA of our church. It's who we are. It's what we're all about. Amen? The mission answers the question why do we exist? Why, why do we exist? Why do we gather here? Why, what is the point of all of this? And we looked in Matthew's gospel, 28, verses 18 and 20, which said, And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. That is the words of Jesus that he gave to his disciples when he was fixing to go up and meet uh, and go up to heaven. And remember I told you that when some of his disciples met them, some of them fell at their feet and worshipped 
and some doubted. <laughs> and remember I told you that there are some people in your life that are going to doubt the mission that you're on. <laughs> there are going to be some people that don't think you can handle it or don't think that you can accomplish it or will do anything they can to kind of mess you up on what it is what we're all about, especially the enemy. The enemy will come in, amen, and he will sow dis uh, discord and confusion. He will sow what he can to get us off track about what our mission is. So when we read about Jesus' encounter, what that great commission is, which is what I've read here, we got from that and said, what is the mission of this church? If we know what the great commission is, what is our mission? What is it that we are? What is, what is our DNA? What is it that we're all about? And that's what we came up with. To passionately proclaim at home and abroad in word and deed, Jesus as Savior, baptizer in the Holy Ghost, healer and soon coming king, which I believe is exactly what Jesus wants us to do. It's exactly what he wants us to do to go and to go to all nations wherever we're about and proclaim the name of Jesus. Amen. That's what we're all about. We're not about anything else. Amen. We can have fun and we can have dinners and we can have blow up toys and all, you know what I'm saying, jump up thingies and all that kind of stuff. And that's wonderful. That's good that we can go out and Go to the community and hand out candy and, and all those kind of good and wonderful things. But the moral of the story is, is that what we're really about is passionately proclaiming at home and abroad in word and deed, Jesus as the Savior, baptizer in the Holy Ghost, healer and soon coming King. The mission answers the question, why do we exist? And that's why we exist. No other reason. No other reason do we exist. So then we've moved on, and last Sunday we talked about our vision. Amen? And our vision is experiencing God, serving others, and sharing hope. And remember I told you what your vision does is your vision always points to your mission, but it also points forward. It is a future fault. It is that fact that we know what our mission is. So what is it going to look like in the future? What is it that we're aiming for? If we know all of this information, that's great and wonderful. But what is it we're going to do with it? Amen. Uh, you know, I, I've heard people and I've done all uh, and, and I've read stories and all that of people that said, oh, I've had this wonderful idea. I had all these thoughts and these great plans and everything, but I never did anything with it. And that's kind of just like if we're not careful, if we're so concerned about our mission, that's exactly what we will end up doing, <laughs> saying, well, yes, this is the mission that we've got. Well, what's your vision? Where do you want to accomplish? Well, I don't know, but bless God, we're about Jesus. <laughs> Amen. We're about Jesus. Well, that's good, and I'm glad about it. But Jesus said, go. <laughs> Jesus said, pick up and go. Go tell everybody. Amen. It's wonderful that you've got the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's good that you can speak in tongues and shout. Amen. It's good that Jesus healed your body. It's good that we know that he's coming soon. But what are we going to do about it? Hide it in our bushel? No. <laughs> I'm going to let it shine. Amen. It's the go. It's the vision. 
That is the vision. It's the pep in our step that says, I know what I know, but bless God, there's something that we're going with this mission. And this mission is going to accomplish what this vision is, which is experiencing God, serving others, and sharing hope. Amen? And I'm not going to go into all of that because if I put it, I record it on our podcast. So if you want to go to our podcast and listen to that, please do. <laughs> Amen. But I won't go into the, because I went into exactly what it is experiencing God, what it is serving others, what it is sharing hope and all of that. The vision defines what we aspire to be. The vision answers the question, where are we going? What do we want to become? Amen. Where are we going and what do we want to become? Amen. Like I said, we've got all of this knowledge. We've got all of this understanding. We experience all of these wonderful things that God has done. And God didn't expect us to just keep it to ourselves. Amen. But I'm telling you, if it's inside of you, it'll come out. (laughs) Amen. If it's inside, it's going to come out. The joy and the excitement, hallelujah, of knowing this Savior. Amen. Isn't it wonderful that when we have about testimony service, I know y'all don't like testimony service, and so I, I understand. <laughs> I haven't been doing them. <laughs> so, uh, amen. But oh, when you get with somebody and you talk to them about what the Lord done for you, whoo, that gets you a little bit excited. Then you can tell them, hey, you know what the Lord did for me? He did, whoo, glory. And then we just get to talking and talking, and then it just builds excitement because we know God's moving, God's, uh, God's working, God is working through His people, God is a God that's on the move. Amen. He's not sitting idly by. And folks, he ain't waiting on us either. God ain't going to wait on us. No, no. When he got them children of Israel out, he said, you follow that cloud by day and that pillar of fire by night. And it went. (laughs) And if you missed it, you missed it. (laughs) You had to play catch up. Amen. God is a God that's on the move. Amen. And that's what our vision does. Our vision looks at that mission and says, this is what we're about. All right, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to look for in the future? What is it going to look like? What do we want to become? And that's what that vision says. We want people to experience God. Amen? We want to, I want to experience God better and better and more and realer and realer. Amen? Amen. I want to serve others. We need to serve others, be of a servant, amen, and share hope, share hope. Man, this world's full of hopelessness, (laughs) hopelessness, amen. That's like that quote I gave you, Corey Tin Boone, where she said, if you look at the world, you'll be um, oppressed, I believe. If you look at yourself, you'll be depressed. But if you look at Jesus, you'll be at rest. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. We've got a hope in us and we've got to share it with everybody. Amen. Now, the core values. (laughs) Amen. Amen. What are the core values? The core values is the action is the action of how we're going to accomplish the vision. It's just kind of like the vision 
looks at the mission and then it looks back to the future and say, this is how I want to be. The core value looks at the mission, looks at the vision and say, how are we going to get from A to B? <laughs> Amen. How are we going to look? How, how are we going to get to the future? How is it that we're going to accomplish what we want to accomplish? Amen. Because I can tell you, we can all sit down. And I can tell you, when we can all say, oh, what do you want to accomplish? Oh, I want to accomplish this, and I want to tear down this, and I want... <laughs> no. Oh, I want to buy this, and I want this. I want 12 lands, and I want all these wonderful things. I want all these kids to come. I want to buy that uh, big old shuttle bus they got at Sneeds and just haul everybody to go. think about all these wonderful visions and all these beautiful dreams and they're wonderful but how are we going to get there (laughs) amen we've got to have our core values that direct us that tell us if we know what we're about and we decided where we're going to go and what we want to be like in the future our core values direct us into the path where we're going to go that's what core values are I hope that makes sense. I tried to make it to where I could understand it a little bit because, you know, that's just the truth. The core values helps us go from A to B. Amen. If you don't have it, then you're just, you're, all you're doing is just wishful thinking. You know, I, I, I'm going to probably get this wrong, but I remember, um, I haven't seen it since the hurricane, but Every, every month, some guy would come in and he would bring real estate books. And the real estate books would have like all of the homes from all the realtors, what the homes are selling, only a few, you know, what they're wanting to sell and all of that kind of stuff. And if memory serves me well, and again, I, I was thinking about it and I was trying to get it right, but there's a little cartoon on one of them and it talks and it's got this man and this little kid. And the cartoon goes from like where the man becomes older and the little boy becomes older too, a young man. And what it is, is he's, ta- he's looking at property and he's saying, oh, if I had this property, I'd do this and this and this and this. But it's just too high. It's not worth it. And then as the ages go by, you know, the property goes up and the guy says, oh, I've got the money and I could do this and this. But you know what? I just think it's not worth it. And the little boy is here listening like, Sir, why don't you do it? Why don't you buy it? Oh, it's just too much and da da da. So it goes on and on and on. As he's getting older, the young man is getting to become an adult, a young man. And the guy is sitting there saying, oh, I wish, I wish. And the property, the value of that property went from very low to now very, very, very high. And folks, if we're not careful, <laughs> that's exactly what we'll end up doing. We'll end up saying we know what we're about. We know what we want to do. We know what our vision for our church is. But if we don't put any action towards that vision, we're going to sit around and say, oh, you know, we could have done this and that and that. But the price is too high. The price is too high. Folks, can I tell you the price is never too high? The price is never too high. And folks, we've got to get at it. Amen. <laughs> well, this is this is the action. Now we're talking about action. We're talking about moving towards that direction. Amen. Amen. Oh, when you want to build a house, 
Amen. You've got to go and you've got to make up the plans and you've got the vision of what you want to do and everything and you've got to convey that to that architect and that architect to that construction guy and all of that kind of stuff. And if you just sit there and, and don't intervene or whatever or talk about your vision, don't talk about, excuse me, your mission and all that. And that guy gets around there. It's like that house I saw want to be on our rental program. The contractor messed it up and put a doorbell on the second floor of this beach house. And I said, why do you have a doorbell on the second floor of your house? Because you can't get to the second floor, brother mine. You got to go inside to get in it. There's no outside stairs or nothing. And she said, well, it's just a, it was an oversight. It was, it, you know, <laughs> we don't want nothing crazy about all of that. Amen. Hallelujah. But our, oh, our core values direct us and guide us. Amen. They drive priorities, shape attitudes, actions, direct progress, govern relationships. They represent the core identity of the church and reflect how the congregation will live into its preferred future. Amen. So again, we know, and I and I don't ever and I don't mean to repeat a lot of the things. But sometimes with this, I'm definitely repeating because it's helping me too to understand and reinforce these things. Reinforce why we have a mission, why we have a vision, why core values are so important and all of those kind of things. Amen? It helps us to understand how we're going to get to where we're going. How it is we're going to, you know, it's, it's I, I, and I don't mean to dwell on this too much, but... You know, I find it amazing how people will travel thousands of miles to get here, but they've got no clue. They haven't planned. They don't know where the house is. They haven't figured out where none of this stuff is, and they're just here. And they're like, well, you, pl- you made this reservation. You spent all thousands of dollars. Oh, well, yeah, but we figured we'd just find it. I'm like, I can't live like that. (laughs) I've got to have a plan. (laughs) I've got to know exactly where it's at, where we're going, where the office is, where the key is, where the house is located, all of that kind of stuff. But people just don't. And there's some people that drive down here and don't have a reservation and they just hope to find some place. I thought, good Lord, I couldn't do that. (laughs) Amen. But hallelujah, it's good to always have a vision, but we have to figure out what it is we're going to accomplish it. And that's through these core values here. Amen. So we're going to start with the very first one up here. The lifestyle of worship. Amen. The lifestyle of worship. Amen. And it is, and you can see it here, uh, it's a little... I can see it, but it's real small. <laughs> but it says establishing an environment of worship that is lived out in daily lives. Amen? Lifestyle of worship. Establishing an environment of worship that is lived out in daily lives. Amen? So if we want to, we know what we're about. Amen? And we know our vision is to experience God. How are we going to do that? How are we going to get from what we know 
to saying, hey, I want to experience God and all of that. We've got to understand that our life has to be a lifestyle of worship. Amen? We prepare for worship by worshiping every day. <laughs> we prepare for worship by worshiping every day. We respond to worship by living each day a life that aims to honor and please God. Amen. And you know, I, I had to be very careful, Sister Cat, because I could preach a whole sermon on this. So I have to shorten it up a little bit. Amen. That's why I said we might not make it to just one a Sunday. But I'm going to try to do my best not to drag it out. <laughs> Amen. And so I cannot help to, find, to, um, to think of when I thought about this. The 34th Psalm. Oh, I love the 34th Psalm. If I can find it. <laughs> Amen. The 34th Psalm. I want to read it to its entirety. It's not that long. But I'll stop. But the 34th Psalm says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him, and delivereth him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord. Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Oh, I feel like shouting just about right now when I'm looking, when I'm reading all of this stuff. Amen. Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth money? Many days that he may see good. Keep the tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ear are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them from all of their troubles. The Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart and, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Amen. Oh, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth all of his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Folks, 
If you want something, if you're in a mood that you feel like I'm not in a worshipy mood and I just don't feel like worshiping, my, my prescription to you tonight is read that 34th Psalm. I'm telling you, it'll put a pep in your step. It'll get the googie bumps all over you when you think about all that the Lord has done and all that He's going to do for His children. And that's why we worship Him. That's why we praise His name. That's why getting into that lifestyle of worship oh, is how we can experience God. Because as the lady, as an old lady used to say, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that He's done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah! Thank God for saving me. I'm telling you, when you begin to think about the goodness of God and you think about how He's done all of your life, that spirit of worship will come on you and you'll just begin to praise and magnify His name. That lifestyle of worship. Folks, we got to live it every day. Amen. It can't just be here in this building. It can't be on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And any other kind of special that we have here. But bless God, you got to take it with you. Oh, folks, I'm telling you, there's times that all I had to do was just say, God, I'm in a mess, but I thank you anyway. <laughs> Amen. Well, I used to sing that old song, Lord, I thank you for my journey, for you brought me from a mighty long way. <laughs> Amen. Oh, when you think about that, he is our king and our Lord. Oh, we believe in his word. We sing his prep. We sing his praises. We trust in his promises. Our time, possessions, our lives are all his. And just on, not just on Sundays, but every day of the week. We worship so that all who see us may learn of God and come to know and praise him. That's what it is. Praise is for us. Oh, it's got to be for us because we've got to give them thanks. But oh, praise is for, for, for somebody else too. Amen. Don't you know it when sometimes, and I've seen it. Y'all, I see everything y'all do. <laughs> y'all might hide it, but I sure do see it. Guys, y'all see it too. Y'all didn't know it, but this morning I looked and Everett got the Holy Ghost. And he started just jumping up and down that aisle and I thought, Marcy, you better get that child. Get somebody to get that child. He go, he's disrupting and everything. He just he just started getting and just started jumping and on the off. Oh, oh Lord, he's gonna, he gonna get him. And he was just getting closer and closer and closer. I see all of that stuff. Amen. But oh, there are times I know that we just don't feel like it. I I know. I, and I have said this many a times, and you know, life throws its wrenches and all of that to us. But folks, I've also been where it seems like we were down, and then somebody came into the church, and oh, they had a praise in their heart, and they began to praise and worship, and I've seen it where it was contagious. And then all of a sudden, it just went over to this person, and that person, and that person, and and it just moved and moved and moved around. Because praise and worship is contagious. Amen? Amen? It's contagious. Hallelujah. Oh, we, we need to... Spiritual surgery, <laughs> spiritual ER. If somebody gets excited and worship, and and we and somebody's not moving, <laughs> because praise and worship is contagious. 
Hallelujah. It'll make you want to run. It'll make you want to shout. It'll make you want to leap. Hallelujah. Because when we think about the goodness, when we think about Him, amen, we understand that that lifestyle of worship, we can experience God and that helps us. If we want a church that will experience God, that's the vision that we're after. Amen. Praise and worship's got to be the first thing we've got to think of. A lifestyle of it. It cannot be. And folks, I'm telling you, you can't. <laughs> I'm not talking to anybody here. But, you know, you can't listen to filth and garbage and mess Monday through Saturday. And then come to Sunday saying, I'm here to bless the Lord. It, I, I uh-uh, it don't work that way. <laughs> you got to get all that stuff cleaned out, amen, out of you. And I'm not talking to any of y'all because I know I know that. But I just, what I'm saying is there are people that I know that will listen to all kind of, and when I'm talking about filth, I'm talking about cussing words and all these things, all these bad stuff, this music now. See, folks, music is powerful. Amen, music is powerful. You know, I can, I can turn the atmosphere of this church by what I play. If I, if I drag it out and make it slow, guess what we're going to be? We're going to be slow. <laughs> we're going to be sleepy. Amen. Whenever it was little, I used to play the piano. And I'd play it real gently and put strings on it and just light. And he'd go to sleep. And then I'd get on and it'd wake him up. <laughs> There's times where he'd be dead asleep and he'd hear a song. Or you've seen videos like that. Them kids will be asleep and all of a sudden they'll hear some song and they're, they're just up and wide awake. It's their favorite song on or whatever. Music is powerful. That's why the devil's all in it. That's why the devil gets all in the music and does all kind of crazy, terrible things with it. Talk about killing people and doing all raping and all that kind of mess, killing cops and, and all this mumbo jumbo and, and junk and sleeping with this one and go sleep with that one. And it's just garbage, just junk. Because people get influenced by that. And, so, and folks, I don't want to be influenced by the world. I don't want to think like this place, this world. I'm telling you, this world's crazy. <laughs> it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Lord, I fear. I fear for our nation. I fear what's in the future. I'm telling you, I do. Oh, there's so, there is a lot of crazy and a lot of people <laughs> that are crazy out and about. Amen? But, oh, see, that music influences us what we watch what we read what we see what we hear can influence us amen that's why i have seen it and i've told you this where somebody would be a good worker and and do very good and they get into a group of people that don't do good and they and that good person don't override those bad people. But it's the exact opposite. Those bad people will just gather around and corrupt that person. And then they just as sorry as the others. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, it's awful that way. But see, folks, people can influence you. Music can influence us. TV can influence us. That's all we've got to watch. We've got to watch. Amen. That lifestyle of worship. Amen. Hallelujah. 
It's establishing an environment of worship that is lived out in daily lives. Amen? Amen. So Wednesday and Sunday, y'all, they'll be pepped on your step. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Amen. No, I'm joking about that. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to move on now to our second core value. Developing people. Amen. We want to develop people. Amen. Leading individuals into their full potential through teaching and preaching the Word of God. Amen. And I'm not going to spend too much time on this because (coughs) this is kind of like what we talked about this morning. Amen. We talked about together we grow stronger. Amen. Together we build each other up. We edify each other. We develop one another. Colossians 3 and 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Amen. And then, of course, we read in uh, Ephesians 4 and 11 this morning, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Amen. Amen. That is God's command that we, and, and through, through Paul here, that saying, we've got all these gifts and all these talents. And again, I'm not going to repeat what I said this morning, but we need each other. <laughs> we need each other. That series, like I told you, you don't have to listen to nothing I say. You don't have to hear, remember what I preached last Sunday morning and, the other, and next Sunday morning and all of that stuff. But just remember this one thing, together. We need each other. We can't do this thing alone. We can't. We have to have each other. And you can't develop yourself. (laughs) No. I told them, we were just kidding around and I was telling the kids and we were talking about Everett and all of that like we normally do and all that. And I said, oh, y'all influencing him. He was such a good boy. And y'all kids just influencing him so bad, making him so bad. We're just laughing and kidding and all of that kind of stuff. But you see, Everett didn't pick up, you know, there are some things that Everett picked up on his own, but the majority of it he's picked up by watching me, by watching Marcy, by watching his brother and sister, by what he hears, by what he's listening. It's developing. Amen? That's like, what did he say? Um, (laughs) After church, uh, we said we didn't want to go out to eat. We just... I just didn't want to, and so Marcy didn't want to, and she said, let's just go to the house and make something. She said, let me just run to the pig real quick and just get some things. She, get, she got ta- made tacos. Oh, I love tacos. I love tacos. So she got some taco stuff and all that, and we were pulling in, and, and I said, Everett, we're going to um, have tacos. And he said, no, I'm having McDonald's. And I said, well, you're going to be disappointed. And he said, we're having McDonald's. I said, no, we're not. We're having tacos. Your mom's making tacos. And he goes, well, I'm mad about it. I said, well, you can get glad about it because we're having tacos. (laughs) Amen. And guess what he had? 
tacos. <laughs> I didn't cave in this time. <laughs> Amen. But oh, how you see, he's getting a little smart. <laughs> smart in the mouth, as Memo Britt used to say. Amen. But see, people developed. <laughs> he heard people talking, and he uses these words and probably don't know what half of them means, but he knows what they say and all of that stuff. Amen. We've got to develop people. Amen. We're experiencing God. Our vision is experiencing God, serving others, and sharing hope. And how we get to there is we've got to develop people. Amen. We're leading individuals into their full potential through teaching and preaching the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what is so important about the teaching. That's why it's so important for Sunday school. It's important to Wednesday nights. It's important for Sunday morning, Sunday night. It's important to do all of these. And every one of us that I see here are faithful. And all of that. And that is so good and that is wonderful. Because there are some people that are necessarily not. And they don't do all of that stuff. And you can see the lack thereof in their spiritual life sometimes. Amen. I'm telling you, there are times when we cancel Sunday night or a Wednesday night. And, you know, it seems like a, it, and it's a span of a week from Sunday to Sunday when we meet each other. Sister Cat, there's something wrong. You know, you feel kind of, oh, I don't know what, you know, oh, I hadn't seen you. And it feels like, you know what I'm saying? Because we need each other. <laughs> Amen. We need to a fellowship one another. We need to develop one another. Remember? And it wasn't even in my notes when I said we need to be pitchers. Amen. To pour into somebody. Amen. And I still, I like that. Amen. B, we need to be pitchers to pour into each other. Things that I know that you don't know. And there's some things you know that I don't know. Oh, hallelujah. If I don't know nothing about construction, I'll go to Brother Kenny. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And vice versa and all that stuff. We're pouring into each other. We're developing each other. Amen? And that is so important. And then I will be able to do this third one here. Serving the community. Amen? Serving the community. Equipping people to serve each other, the community, and those in need. Amen? Remember our vision, where we're wanting to go, is we want to experience God. We want to serve others. Amen. And we want to share hope. Amen. We've got to serve others. And how do we serve others? By serving the community. Amen. We can't do it within this four walls. But we've got a community that we've got to reach. There's a community out here that's dying and going to hell. There's a community out here that needs to know the saving grace of Jesus. There's a community out here that there's people that go on that are... And that Gulf County Sheriff's arrest log once a month. <laughs> and you see them. And there are frequent flyers. <laughs> Amen. And I look at those and because we just do. <laughs> we, just, we just look at them. We look and see if we know anybody. And we look to see if there's any cleaners that got, got messed up that will clean houses for us. That didn't get arrested or something like that. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, freaking folks. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, but I look at those people and my heart goes out to them. 
Because then I read what they're getting arrested on. And you know what the majority of them are? There's some that do some bad things, trust me. There's some that molest kids and there's some that stole and domestic violence and all that kind of crazy stuff. But the majority of what I'm seeing that people are arrested for is drugs. They're bound by that wicked, evil spirit, that demon. Amen. And it's a demon. It's a demon from the pits of hell. I'm telling you, it is. To make yourself go crazy and do some of the things and to warp your body. Oh, I've seen people that they, you see what their picture a few months ago and then the next minute you see them where they've been rearrested again and they look night and day. They look so terrible, so horrible because that drug. And I think, my goodness, you know, so dependent on that drug. But folks, I'm telling you, as long as I, I'm the pastor and I breathe and I sit here, I know that there's a Jesus that's got the power to deliver. Amen? I'm telling you, I've heard stories of people, and I've seen it with my own eyes. When people get saved, they, they would put their cigarettes on those altars and not pick one up another one. I've seen that. In this church... Years ago, when it was red. <laughs> Amen. Oh, hallelujah. And folks, God was still God way back then. And God's still God now. He ain't changed. We've changed. Our perceptive may have changed. But I'm telling you, God's still the God. He's still the delivering God. He's a God that'll set you free from any kind of nicotine, drug, habitual whatever you've got God can set you free from the power of the Holy Ghost Amen Hallelujah Hallelujah but see 1 Peter 4 and 10 said as every man hath received the gift even so minister minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God folks that seems to me like a mandate We're good stewards of the grace of God. That's what he said. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Folks, I just believe we're supposed to be ministers for one another. Amen? And that's what it means about serving the community. It don't mean that it's an opportunity that we're just blowing money and we're just spending money because we ain't got nothing to do. Amen. We can be smart about what we're doing. Amen. I, I believe that. I believe we, we've got to be good steward of that stuff. We can't just say, you know, there's some churches that rent helicopters and they just go around and they just throw these Easter eggs all over that stuff. We ain't going to do that, Sister Cat. <laughs> we ain't going to do that. Amen. I don't know how, how much that costs or how do we even do something like that. Amen. But there's always an opportunity for us to serve the community. And can I be honest with you? That's something that we've lacked. That's something we've lacked in this church. Amen. We've lacked in it. But you know what? I'm glad we know and we recognize what the problem is because you know what? If you know the problem, you can fix it. It's bad if you don't know the problem and you just think everything's good. (laughs) Amen? 
Hallelujah. But we've got to serve the community. Amen. And it's not the and it is not about just buying and going and doing and all those kind of stuff. But Peter said it's to minister one to another. Minister. See what I told you about those core values? Oh, it all goes back to what that DNA is, Brother Waddell. It's about what we are. To passionately proclaim at home and abroad in word and deed, Jesus as Savior, baptizer in the Holy Ghost, healer and soon coming King. Amen? Amen. And we want people to experience God. We want to serve others and share hope. Amen? Serving the community is part of it. Serving the community. Why? Why? To be a minister. To be a help to one of those, to one another. When we read, I tried to find it in particular where it was, but I know it's in Acts where it talked about that church, that early church took care of the widows and the orphanages. Amen? And I don't know if I've told you this, but I had read somewhere where if you were a widower during this time, in Bible times, that wasn't, you know, that's not what it is now, being a widower. If you were a widower, that means you had no family whatsoever. And nobody took care of you. Because see, what would happen was when that widower, it, they would go and live with the, with the family or they'd go back to their family or something like that. But this, in biblical times, a widower was nobody took care of you. Nobody wanted to do anything with you. You didn't have a home. And so that early church went and they helped those widowers, help those orphans and all of that. Amen? And you know, that it got so bad that the apostles, remember the apostles were getting involved in it, and they said, oh, this has got too much. We got to pray and get deacons. And then the, they picked certain deacons. Stephen was one of them, amen, to go out and to minister and all that so that the apostles could get the mind of God and pray and the word and all of that kind of stuff. See, it's all about going out. Galatians 6 and 10 says, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Amen. And then Romans 12 and 20, you know, it talks about do good to them that do evil. And if you do, what will happen? You heap coals <laughs> on their forehead, on their head. Amen. Hallelujah. It's about serving the community. And it's not just so we're a charitable organization. The reason we want to serve this community is because we want to minister to one another. We want to tell them, listen, I know this is some hot dog, but you know what? Jesus loves you. <laughs> Jesus cares about you. Amen. I know this is a little bit of Halloween trick-or-treat candy that we're giving out. And that's good and all of that. But guess what, young boy? Guess what, young kid? There's a God that loves you and cares for you. Amen? You know, it, it, it's sad to say, but we live in a community that don't know nothing about Jesus. I talked to someone yesterday at work. And they said, what do you think about um, getting revenge? And I said, oh, Jesus, <laughs> is it me? <laughs> no, 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 no. And I said, I said, well, the Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. I said, 
Those things you got to, God's got to deal with it. Said, I know we get upset and we get angry and people do bad stuff for us, but we still got to do good. We still got to treat them nice and still treat them kind. And God will get them. And she said, well, you know, I'm not a believer. I said, okay. And she said, but that makes sense. And I said, yeah, it does. It makes a lot of sense. And she just walked out. And I thought to myself, Gulf County, <laughs> we've got two, well, <laughs> one Assemblies of God Church that we know of, two on the books. <laughs> we got, I don't know how many Baptist churches, one Methodist church, all other kind of churches littered around everywhere and all that kind of stuff. Church on every corner just about. And still somebody says, oh, I'm not a believer. <laughs> that's not New York. That's not even Panama City. It's Gulf County. It's Port St. Joe. It's our neighborhood. Amen. That's something to think about. That's something to think about. That's a life. That's a soul. That's going to spend eternity one way or the other. Because folks that sell the truth. Amen. There is a heaven and there's, there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shine. Amen. And that's why we have to be about our Father's business. That's why we have to understand that we've got to get this mission. We've got to get the vision of where we're going to. We've got to figure out who we are, why we are here. What business do we have at New Beginning Assembly of God? Passionately proclaim at home and abroad Jesus as Savior, baptizer in the Holy Ghost, healer and soup coming king. All right, what are we going to do about it? Well, we just dream. We just know that if we do this, oh, we're, we're going to be a church where you can experience God, we can serve others, and we can share hope. How are you going to get there? We talked about three of them. We've got to experience a lifestyle of worship. Wherever you go, you've got to be a worshiper. Amen? Then we talked about we've got to develop people. Amen? We've got to iron sharp iron, like I said this morning. Amen? We've got to partner with each other. Amen. That's one thing I do appreciate about our district. I get a text message every Sunday, either Saturday night or Sunday morning from Tommy Moore with an encouraging word. Then I get another text from our presbyter, Brother Scotty, who sends another text to me that says, hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying about you. I've got other ministers that will text me. I've got a minister in Panama, two ministers in Panama that will text me. I've got a minister in, that's got a, I guess one of the biggest churches that our district has in um, Crestview. Uh, thousands he has. He texts me. He says, hey, I'm praying about you. And I say, hey, I'm praying for you too. There's a little, little plant church over there in Panama City Beach. Amen. I, I texted him and he texts me. Why? Why is this? Because we understand that as ministers we need one another. And folks, we need one another. I need you. You need me. We need each other. Amen? That's how we develop each other. And then that's, once we get that part, man, then we can go and serve the community. Amen? We can do what Jesus said to go. Go, 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 go. Why? Just, go, just so that we can, you know, I'll be honest. I've got to say this. <laughs> I get so frustrated sometimes because I think, you know, I can... We can try and do something for community and help people to come and all that. We'll get a few people and all that. But man, there's some churches, I won't mention their names, but they could just say, we're going to the church and we're just going to dig a hole. Y'all come out and dig this hole. The parking lot will be full. 
I think, now, how in the world? What's the difference there? <laughs> Amen. But see, the thing about it is, it's not about that. It's not about that. It's about serving the community to minister to those. And amen, that women's Bible study was so good. I keep hearing good things about that. I keep hearing good things about that. Amen, I wish we had a crowd full, but we didn't, but we had a good crowd. Amen, and see, it was all about what? Ministering to somebody. Ministering to somebody. Doing good. Amen. Come on, would y'all stand tonight? Thank you for joining us. A special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit newbeginningag.com slash gift for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, you can share it with your friends, you can click the share button to post on any of your social media pages. Thanks again for listening and God bless you.